Hey, welcome to the Straightforward Voice. G.S. Luther here, coming at you from the Jersey Shore. I met Jesus in my dream, and I want to talk about that. This happened uh, in the beginning of the new year for 2019. Uh, You know, about the first week of the new year, or second week, something like that say first week of the new year so before I get into that I want to tell you that I am not a Christian or Catholic I I don't the the strange thing was I don't pray to Jesus I haven't I don't go to church I don't you know do any of that stuff I don't wear a cross or anything like that so I, I never really got into the whole you know praise the Lord Jesus Christ and you know all your sins will be purified and hallelujah I never really got into that because I the church to me was just like uh, it's just religious religion incorporated okay it's just not for me I don't really criticize it too much other than that they rob people of their money through donations and promise them a path to heaven okay but I don't think you can just donate your way buy your way to heaven all right I think God is within you and you have to search within to find it okay but anyway I was uh, pretty depressed uh, you know during that week when it happened I had lost some money you know through gambling which was uh, both, well, it was stupid, but I, I just wanted to do something for the new year. But anyway, so I, I was pretty depressed losing a lot of money for me at the time. So I meet Jesus in my dream, but I didn't realize it was him initially. What happened was, it was, I was walking behind him, not knowing it was him. And it was very dark outside. It was in a field, but I was walking behind him, and to my right, there was this like pretty tall uh, uh, fence, like a metal fence. So I climbed over it, or somehow I got through it, and then Jesus uh, stopped me. He was yelling at me at the other side. Well, not yelling, but he was strongly saying, don't. I forget exactly what he was saying, but it was pretty much saying that don't uh, seek vengeance in his name. Like, don't harm others or kill others in the in his name. And I was... And while he was telling me that, then I realized that, okay, this is him. But then I was confused as to why he was telling me to not do such a thing. Because I would never kill anyone in his name. I don't even pray to him. I don't even think about him. So that was strange, but he tells me that, and then he also tells me that I shouldn't curse, that it's not good to curse. And if you listen to my previous podcast, you'll hear that sometimes I say things out of anger, frustration, and depression. And I agree with him on that. I accept that. I normally don't curse in the real world I very very rarely curse but 
lately due to the stresses of life I've been letting myself go more often than I should and in the podcast I accept that I have been cursing a little too frequently so okay that's something I can work on this year so that's the other thing you told me and uh, that's what he was saying that don't take uh, revenge or vengeance in his name like don't kill others in Jesus's name I don't know why he would tell me that because I don't do that or even think about it or even think about him but I guess maybe to tell other people because I know there are extremists out there who harm others or kill others in, in, in the name of Jesus or Allah or whatever God they are calling forth so that's that and yes I agree and I accept that you shouldn't curse I accept it Sometimes you say things out of anger and you're mad, whatever, but it's still not good to curse. So, yeah, he, he's right. I should come back to my roots. I wasn't raised that way, so fine. So then uh, Jesus uh, walks forward. He continues on. You know, he was on the other side of the fence, okay? So he continues walking, and then he reaches the other... <laughs> There wasn't much left of the fence anyway, so he just goes to the end and then comes over to my side. So now I'm next to him. So we're walking together, and then he tells me that it's pretty much there's this feeling, you know, that, okay, this is Jesus, and he's here. He's here for me. Okay. So then he tells me that I didn't really know who you are. Um, initially but I guess now he's I'm here something like that something along the line of that okay and then uh, we're walking side by side and then we enter uh, fields like tall uh, I I think there were it was a cornfield you know, like you're walking in the path in the middle of a cornfield. It looked like that, but it was really, it was dark at night, so you couldn't really see. But it looked like cornfields. And, you know, there was some light somewhere in the distance, but as we were walking and continuing forward, it was getting darker and darker. So then I asked Jesus, can he hold my hand, you know, so I don't lose him, so I don't you know so I know where I'm going and he, he said yeah and he, he holds my hand and I hold his and his hand was very very warm and comforting that's all I can say about it and I held his hand I was <laughs> I think I was more than holding I was more like clenching his hand because it was <laughs> dark and getting darker and I didn't want to lose him I think my grip was a little too tight than it should have been but uh, yeah so he, he tells me he assures me that this is not a dream that uh, it starts out good and then 
the darkness swallows you up and then you lose it. No, he, he assured me that he wasn't going to leave me, that the darkness was not going to, you know, uh, separate me from him and that uh, he's there for me. And that was very interesting he told me that because I have had dreams in the past where it, it looked like it was going to be good, like something good was going to happen or there was going to be some sort of uh, spiritual uh, enlightenment, if you want to call it that way, or that I was going to get some sort of positive or spiritual message or experience from it. But then at the very end, something bad happens. I just lose connection or I just, I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I fall in a ditch or some, some unpleasant event happens that uh, ruins the dream. But to have, to hear Jesus tell me that it's okay, nothing's bad is going to happen. This is not one of those dreams. That uh, was very interesting to me because I think that's also assurance that this was not a dream, that this was real. Because why would he tell me that? If, this, if it was just a dream, why would he assure me that, that it's not a dream, that he's going to be there for me, that he's not going anywhere, that I'm safe? Why would he tell me that? But I, I don't know. Anyway. So we're walking together, and I don't remember, he didn't say much, it was, it was brief, but what I remember him telling me as we're walking, and keep in mind, after he holds my hand, we're holding hands together and walking, as we are doing this, the, the light starts emanating the landscape and then towards the end we're no longer in the cornfield but we're in a, a field like you know just a plain grassland and then I see Jesus's house and it's it's like a small uh, well it's not that small it's just like a, a normal size house a rectangular house Okay, so as we were walking, and as the darkness was slowly being, uh, well, uh, gra gradually being illuminated by the light, okay, the sunlight, Jesus told me that, uh, well, I don't remember exactly the words, but he was, <clears throat> excuse me, he was suggesting to me to get married because that will give me happiness basically he was telling me that this whole I guess the uh, obsessive craze the chase for money and high amounts of or super amounts of money and wealth etc it, it doesn't really make you happy and I know that sounds very cliche I know that but he was suggesting me to get married because that'll give me happiness. Okay, and then he told me that he got married 
that he had a wife and a family. And then as he was telling me that, the sun, the sunlight was lighting up the place and then we're no longer in the cornfield. And then all of a sudden we're just in this, uh, you know, this field or, or grass. Yeah, just, just a normal field, just, you know, a normal level of grass. And then all of a sudden this house uh, appears. It was almost like uh, if you see a... Uh, if you ever play a video game and you're like in the tutorial section, you see like your environment, okay, and then as you as you move forward, as you progress, you learn the controls and everything, then the environment changes. Like you see like these streaks of pixels streaking across and then all of a sudden you're in a new environment. Like you can be in a a building and then you do you complete the tutorial lesson for that section then you proceed and move on to you know another door and then you go forward and all of a sudden you see these streaks of you know code or pixels whatever and the next thing you know it paints a new scene and now you're in the ocean you're not you're now at the ocean right so it's kind of like that like we're in this dark a cornfield what it appears to be and then all of a sudden as we're walking and Jesus is telling me this and then he's telling me that he got married or, or he had a wife and he had a family as he's telling me this I see these these streaks of light that look like you know something like in a video game like the streaks of light is painting a new surrounding and, and then all of a sudden we come out of the cornfield and I just see this, you know, I just see grass and there's this small, well not small, but this normal size rectangular house. And then Jesus told me that that was his house. And he said that, yeah, I, you know, that he had a, a wife and a family and that this was his house. He was showing me his house. I didn't go outside, I didn't get to meet his wife or anything, but he just showed me his house and then and then the dream was over. And that was that. So uh that that, that was it. Basically he was he told me that to stop cursing, don't take uh his name in vain. You know, don't uh, commit violence or murder or any kind of criminal behavior in his name. And uh, he suggested suggested me to get married, you know, because a wife would make me happy. That'll give me happiness. All right. And then he showed me his house and that uh, he had a wife and he uh, had a family. I guess uh, during his time on earth all right so that's the dream now I want to give you my take on it like I said I agree that not to curse and I agree not to take his name in vain um, you know all right fair enough and uh, yeah what he told me is not wrong finding a wife and you know a, a normal house 
would make pretty much, I can't think of any man, unless they're a yogi or a sadhu, okay, I can't think of any other man whom would not be happy if he got himself a wife and, uh, you know, a nice uh, home, all right? So, yeah, that's not wrong to suggest me that. I'm, I'm sure that would make any other normal man happy. However, being the son of God, I would assume that Jesus knows of my financial situation and that he should realize that I am a broke college grad with no good source of income no connections, no job, nothing, okay, living with his parents, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have any uh, uh, romance going on, there's nobody in my love life, so for him to suggest that to me is impractical right now, and also in the foreseeable future. So, I mean, I know God can work miracles and all, but I mean, right now it, it just doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem feasible for my situation. Okay, I'm open to that. I'm open to that that, that maybe, you know, God can make it happen. Fine, okay. I mean, there are worse things that could happen, but all right, if, if, he, if he works out a miracle, very well. I'll happily accept it. I'll admit that a part of me would like to have some fun before that happens. And what I mean by that is hey, I've been brought up in America, and in America they tell you, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you need, to, you need to get a few babes, you know, sleep with a couple babes, you know, before you settle down. You know, get, get some gorgeous girls, some really stunning, sexy women before you settle down and get married. And I, I will also admit that I also have some reserves about marriage altogether because I personally have not, I have not met a happily married couple as of yet. I have not seen one happily married couple so far. I could be wrong that I'm sure there, there exists some happy, uh, you know, uh, couples out there who are married, I just haven't met any of them. And I've seen plenty of examples of men, I've met men, I also see it on the news, who had their lives ruined by marriage because of uh, divorce. After five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, for, for some it happens even longer. After 20, 25 years, 30 years of marriage, all of a sudden the woman decides to divorce him, take, 
you know, half his money, if not more. And then that's it. He's left old, weak, and alone. All right? There are plenty of examples of that in this world. So as a young man, you have to understand, of course, I'm naturally going to have some reserves about marriage because these days the odds are strongly in favor of women and unfavorable for men. All right? But I will also accept that originally my plan was to just uh, remain celibate, find myself a virgin and uh, marry her and, you know, that's it. Just commit myself to her. Because I was raised traditionally and that was the plan. But uh, as time went on, the benefits of living as a traditional man seemed to just dwindle as the years went by. And I just see it dwindling and dwindling and dwindling to the point where I'm, I have even questioned now whether or not it's even a good idea to, to be a traditional guy. I see more benefits today in just being, uh, you know, a Don Juan, a seducer. Just, uh, you know, just have your fun, do what you have to do with them, with women, and, and then just, you know, that's it, dump them. If they prove themselves to be worthy, worth your time, okay, fine. But otherwise, don't care about them. Don't have any emotion or remorse about, uh, you know, short-term flings. I see guys doing that, and they're living better than me. They have more money than me. They have more financial success than me. Okay? And they have more success with women than me in terms of, uh, you know, getting sex and having, having romance. I have seen, I see guys who live this type of lifestyle. I've, I have met some, too, you know, who did that when they were young, and now they're in their 40s or 50s, whatever, and, you know, they're alone. Some of them are alone and have trouble getting any girls, but then some are still living the, the dream. They're still playing the game, so to speak. They're still in their 40s or 50s or some even older, and they're still still getting laid with girls in their 20s and, you know, 30s, whatever. So, all right, you know, I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. If they can do it, hey, good for them. Good for them. I don't blame them one bit. All right? And they have money. They have money. I have not met... The funny thing is... I have not met one man who lived or ha who lives or have or has lived that lifestyle who is poor. I have not met one, which is which is uh, very interesting. But regardless, they all seem to have a lot of money for themselves, and you know enough money to spare, you know, and play with. 
So I have been uh, contemplating whether or not I should pursue such a lifestyle because uh, the, bene- the, the benefits of living as a traditional man, I just don't see them anymore. Okay? So I'm at, to the, I'm at the point now whether... I, I, I'm at the point, basically, I'm thinking about just saying, hey, screw it. You know, forget the traditional path. I'm just going to live... You know, like them. And uh, see if my life changes. Okay? But now, this dream with Jesus comes in. And now he's telling me to get married. So now, I don't know what to do. Other than just wait and see what happens. I guess I could wait for six months... Right, and that should be a good indicator of whether or not I uh, find someone who I'm gonna, you know, go forward with. But if it doesn't happen in six months, if I don't meet this special someone in that time period, then I'm just going to, you know, uh, ignore this dream and just disregard it. Because there is also the possibility that it could be a dream that's from my subconscious. Alright? I am someone who is skeptical that I think things over. I analyze things scientifically. Okay, I studied science in college, so I know how to you know, analyze things. I've read the research and I know that the brain is a very powerful thing. It can create hallucinations. It can create visions and so-called religious or spiritual experiences where the person thinks he's having a contact with the divine, but it's all self-created from their subconscious. Okay? So, I am very well aware of that. So, um, yeah, that's my dream. That's my uh, take on it. All right, I'm not uh, just putting all my chips on the table and say, yes, that was Jesus, 100%, 1,000% yes. And that's what he told me, and yes, it's going to happen. I, I, I am open to that possibility. It could have been him. It could have. All right. I don't have any reason to doubt right now. Oh, uh, when I was a kid, I went to a Catholic school. I don't know why, but my parents just put me there. Um, You know, we, we weren't Christian or anything, so I don't know. I was just there. And as a kid, I remember I used to see angels in my dreams. And I was scared of them because at the time I didn't know who they were. And then uh, uh, I, uh, while while I was in college, uh, I uh, during my undergrad, um, I used to about a decade ago I used to volunteer for meditation seminars, and I would go to these places. Uh, with a group 
to meditate. We would go to these places that were called spiritual vortexes because supposedly they had a high concentration of spiritual energy. So I went there with this group to meditate. And I remember one time in Italy, we traveled up this 13,000 foot mountain and uh, on top of it there was a church. I didn't realize it when we got there. I just saw this small building. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is, whatever. So there was a small uh, like field uh, past the church. Almost like a little uh, backyard, so to speak. So we sat there and we meditated. And in my meditation, I saw uh, an angel that was around like 15 feet tall in my meditation. I don't know if it was real or not, but that's what I saw, okay? And I have had other dreams in the past where I saw an angel. I remember one, a psychic told me that it was Mary, but I didn't know at the time. I just saw this woman, it was so bright and the, the, the energy, the love was so strong that I could barely speak. And I kept trying to say, who are you? What do you want? I kept repeating it and the words barely came out. I was struggling. I had to use all my strength just to, just to say it, just to get it out of my mouth. But this uh, woman, she, she was so bright. All all I could see was just white light everywhere and all I could see were her blue eyes a little bit of her hair which was like a golden brown and the inside of her mouth uh, because she was smiling with her mouth open so I could see some of the you know the, the shadow inside of her mouth And she said something to me, I, I really don't know. I didn't even, the words didn't register even when it happened. I could hear what she was saying, I just didn't understand it. She said like, if you something, I, I don't know. I really don't know. So I don't wanna make anything up, okay? But, uh, it didn't last too long. It was maybe, I don't know, about 10 seconds, maybe, yeah, 10 to 15 seconds, give or take, maybe something around like that. And then when it was over, I woke up and it felt like, it felt like I fell. It felt like I was floating in the air about, I don't know, uh, an inch or two, a couple of inches, whatever. But, and then, I fell. It felt like I was floating about an inch or you know two, something like that. And then I fell on my bed and uh, 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 fell on my side. Oh, well, I fell and then I just rolled, turned to my side. And I could feel a surge of energy running, uh, coursing throughout my body. And I couldn't move. I just lay there for a while. 
And then after a while, uh, I don't know, uh, it, it, it took a while, you know, maybe five, five minutes or ten minutes, something like that. Then I could move. And then I was thinking, you know, what was that? Was that an angel? Who was that? So uh, later I talked to a psychic and he told me that was Mary, but I don't know. Okay, I really don't know for sure. So I've, I've had experiences like that before. I've seen, uh, uh, what else have I seen? I believe I've seen Shiva in my uh, dream uh, more than once. I've also seen Shiva in my meditation. I've seen Kali Mata uh, in my dream. Uh, who else? I've had dreams where I saw the three monkeys, which is symbolic in Eastern traditions. I also believe it is uh, symbolic of the monkey god Hanuman in the Hindu uh, tradition. So, yeah, I've had uh, plenty of uh, experiences like this before. So, uh, I've also had bad ones, too, where I've seen, you know, like uh, negative uh, entities. I know people talk about these uh, lizard aliens uh, running the world. Well, I've seen those too in my dream. Okay. So, uh, I just want to say that they could have been real. They could have been hallucinations. All right. I cannot prove to you if it was real, but I'm just telling you that I've had those experiences before. I've been told by others that I am psychic. I'm not going to make that... Uh, claim, alright, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just telling you what others have told me. So, uh, so, so that's what I've had in the past, and now I've had this dream with Jesus. I don't know if it's real. It, uh, from based on my experiences, it seems like it was another one of these uh, dreams, these, uh, you know, th these dreams where I get a, a contact with some uh, uh, deity or God and this time it was Jesus okay first time well actually well yeah I would say first time where I could see him clearly and uh, had a direct uh, communication was uh, talking to him alright so it's first time for me alright hopefully it's not the last because uh, from, from what I've seen in the dream, he was a very warm person and a very down-to-earth person. I would like to uh, see him again and talk to him. It's too bad that that dream uh, ended uh, too soon because just from feeling the warmth from his hand, and just his overall vibe, his very down-to-earth uh, persona, I would like to spend more time with him and talk to him and ask him questions. 
and also vent to him my problems, <laughs> like everyone else would. But yeah, he he was a very warm, a calm, very warm, calm person, very down to earth, warm, calm person. Even when he was um, uh, speaking to me strongly, with his uh, his voice was raised when he was telling to uh, telling me. Uh, in the beginning of the dream, not to take his uh, his name in vain, uh, uh, not to use his name in the uh, in the name of uh, you know violence or any kind of criminal behavior, and to stop cursing. Uh, even even when he was raised, he had his voice raised. Still, it was done in a calm manner. And, uh, oh, by the way, when he was telling me that, for some reason, uh, in the beginning part of that dream, I was, like, enraged. Like, I was, even my, uh, like, my body, like, I had, like, a, like, a dark, uh, tone to my skin. It was almost like I was, like, uh, a ghost or something, or some sort of, like, I don't know, like, this, like, like a demon version of myself. <laughs> I don't know why, that was weird, but, anyway, that's what he he told me and even though his voice was raised and he was speaking strongly to me still there was that that calmness that air of calm control and down-to-earth uh, energy about him it was similar to uh, if you've watched that movie Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift there's one character his name is Han and he's the mentor of the the uh, protagonist, uh, Sean, in the movie. And if you watch this guy, Han, he's always calm. He doesn't react. I mean, he's got all this money. He's got all, all the girls, all the fancy car cars, women, money, power, everything. And yet he's so calm. He doesn't react. He's just, you know, really chill. That That's that's what I wanted to say about Jesus. He He was very chill. I guess that's what the the modern term for it is. He was very chill, very down-to-earth, very calm and warm. When he held my hand, it was very warm. And, yeah, he's just a very, you know, chill, down-to-earth guy. I, I'd love to, you know, hang out with him and talk more with him. You know, I, I'm... I, from what I've seen... I know I can get a whole lot of enlightenment and insight about everything, just, you know, hanging out with him. I mean, he, he's nothing, you know, people paint this false image of him that, oh, he's, he's this, you know, judgmental person that he's ready to slam the hammer and, and judge you and cast you down for being a sinner and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, no, no. From what I've seen, no, 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 no. He, 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 he's great. He was great. I wish there was a way to, to see him again. Okay, but because I, I could use that. It would be great to be able to see Jesus uh, in my dreams every night. But, yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah, he, he had the long hair. 
he looked around, uh, you know, 30, 35. But, but he was young looking, no wrinkles, nothing. He had facial hair, you know, mustache, beard, etc. You know, the full uh, beard thing going. It wasn't that long. It, it, it went to, it was just a little bit under his uh, chin, maybe, you know, a couple inches under his chin, just a, a full beard. And he had the long hair, went down to, uh, went down to about his, uh, I guess the end of his neck or his shoulder, possibly. And he was around uh, six feet tall or maybe six one. Yeah, a little bit taller than me, so six, uh, or maybe the same height, I don't know. I'd say around six, six and a half, something like that. Six feet to six and a half, but between six to six one, something like that. All right, around that uh, ballpark. And he had the uh, the brown cloak with the hood, similar to what the Jedi Knights had in Star Wars. It was a light brown uh, cloak with a hood, but uh, he he had the hood down. He wasn't wearing it. I could see his face. And his hair was uh, like a golden brown color. So, uh, yeah. That's about it. This is G.S. Luthra. Straightforward voice. If you like this, you can go to straightforwardvoice.com. And I will do my best to refrain from cursing and... You know all this other stuff, and I'll try my best to be more calm and collected, like Jesus, because that's that's what my personality is normally. It's just that uh, I have been letting myself go, and I created a straightforward voice to vent my frustrations. But I will make effort now to be more calm and collected, and to stop cursing. And I will wait for a while to see if uh, God sends me somebody who I will make my wife. And uh, yeah, I'll wait. You know, I'm a patient man. Although I'm, I've been, although I'm, I'm fed up with waiting. I'm impatient now. I've been patient my whole life. I, I want something to happen now. All right, I, I want my life to improve. I'm tired of living broke and frustrated and unable to do anything because I have no income or financial freedom, etc. I've had enough. But, okay, because of this dream, for Jesus, I'll wait a little bit longer. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll let you know if it uh, happens or not. All right, Till next time, take care.